to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Hello, I'm Glynis Crook. Glad you could join me this morning. For those of you who love a beautiful garden, this coming weekend is going to be a good one because today marks the start of the Stellenbosch Garden Town, an annual event during which you can visit spectacular gardens both at venues and private homes across the area. And for those of you who happen to be wine lovers too, one to look at is Takara Wine Estate, where the owners will be opening the farm garden. What's particularly interesting is that it includes a moss garden built over two years using only local rocks, mosses and feinbos. And the person responsible for this delight, Gert van Tonde, joins me on the line now. Gert, thanks for joining me on the program. A moss artist, that is an original choice of profession. How does one go about becoming one? Thanks, Glynis. Well, it's a long road to the canvas because I started as a child of 12 in South Africa, not knowing anything. So after, you know, a degree in robotics engineering and then a PhD in neuroscience, I eventually came back to this art form. I did an apprenticeship in Japan as well while I did my PhD there. And I must say it's a dream come true because... You know, I love Japanese gardens, but I've always wanted to use our own materials to <laughs> embody the classical design principles of Japan. Well, one day the technician and I are both just our mouths are on the floor from um, from the, your first choice of career to your second. There is quite a change. Now, tell me, I, I tend to think of moss as some sort of green fuzz in cracks in my garden wall, but there's obviously a lot more to them than that. Well, for a start, it was the first plant to make landfall. They sequestrated so much carbon dioxide that they created the largest ice age in the history of our planet and the biggest extinction wave. And um, since then, they've been around, you know, they've seen it all. <laughs> so you get all different types and sizes and things, not always just those tiny little bits of green fuzz. Yes, actually, I believe in the Carboniferous era, they grew up to 30 meters tall but they stay their humble selves. And actually, you know, from an environmental perspective, what I think is very interesting is a recent discovery that small as they may be, for their biomass, they actually capture six times more carbon dioxide per mass than other plants. So that's actually quite interesting. So we shouldn't scrape it out of our garden walls when we get it. Are there many varieties of indigenous moss in South Africa? There's about 750 but what would be surprising to the layperson is the fact that over 500 of them grow in the clan karua, which you wouldn't associate with a mossy, verdant, green, you know, foggy environment. Yes, it's something you tend to think of as growing somewhere where there's lots of water. Yes, that's actually the mistake that I made as a child when I first made my own moss gardens here, not knowing. But now I have an eye to look from the perspective of the moss to see what kind of exposure to the sun and rain they have. And then I can relatively accurately tell whether it's a type of moss that I can transplant into the nursery and use in the garden, and if it's gonna be hardy when it's exposed to a lot of sunlight. So they actually have roots? They don't have root systems. They anchor themselves to, to various degrees in the soil, depending on the species but they absorb all of their nutrition basically out 
atmosphere, which is amazing if you think about it. Yeah. You believe that moss plays quite a vital role in the Feinbos biome. I do believe so because you know about fire and its role in the Feinbos cycle. But what I see when I walk in the mountains is that there's moss nearly everywhere. They thrive in the microhabitats created by the shadiness of some of the smaller plants. But if you think about it, they actually provide a kind of an insulating cushion that cools the soil beneath. And they actually not only prevent a lot of soil erosion, but they capture a lot of water that otherwise would just run off. So they can stay dormant. Then it's very much like styrofoam packaging. And in the winter months with a lot of rain or whenever they get moisture, they become a cool, moist blanket. And a lot of tubers and corms, you know, bulbous flowering plants and ground orchids uh, respond to that environment. And um, moss seems to secrete a kind of acid that suppresses fungus growth. Gosh, now, who would have thought that there were so many benefits to moss? Thanks there to Gert van Tonde. The Takara Garden will be open today and tomorrow and then again next Friday and Saturday from 9 to 4. Entrance fee is 50 rand per car with tickets available at the farm gate. And to see what else is taking place from today through to the 5th of November, including details about venues, times and costs, just type Garden Town Stellenbosch into your search engine and it'll be the first web page that pops up. Thanks again to Gert. Hope you'll join me again next week. Till then, from me, Glynis Crook, take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate.